For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 46 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is August 9th, 2021. No Rob tonight, but we are joined by Giants Chatter co-admin Eric Nathanson. You can follow Eric on Twitter at 2OutHits. That's the number two out hits. You can also catch him on the TortureCast podcast. Eric, it's the first time we have you on, man. I've been waiting for this. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Doug. I appreciate this. Anytime that uh, I get to talk about the Giants that are the best team in baseball is a good time. So uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, my friend. Um, yeah, Eric and I have gotten to know each other pretty well these last, uh, I would say, seven months or so. Um, he's, like I said, he's a co-admin on Giants Chatter, our Facebook group that we have and run. So, um, you know, I, I think we've kind of, it's funny because and I'll, I'll get into like you and in, in the Giants in a minute but now that I'm like thinking of it off the top of my head it's like I think we've maybe been like interacting on Twitter like not a lot though on Twitter for like the last maybe year or two minimal and it's like now I don't even remember the last day I didn't talk to not only but <laughs> you but the rest of those guys it's crazy like we literally talk all day now it's crazy yeah it is. It's a little weird. I mean, I really have to wonder if the Giants stunk, if we'd still be doing this, but I have a feeling we would be. We'd just be a little more miserable. You know, we'd be, you know, how come Kapler did this? There's been a lot less Kapler bashing than I expected. I, I have to say, I really, uh, I really thought there'd be a little more Kapler bashing going on this season from myself. Um, I think possibly uh, you're missing co-host maybe. And I don't think we've, uh, I don't think we've had that opportunity as much as we thought this year. So it's, it's pretty good. And, and you're totally right. I mean, it's because, you know, the, like I said, the giants are good. So we get to talk every day about like good things and Farhan, that man keeps it interesting. Literally every day, something is happening in giants. Dumb. So we have, we, we, we almost have to talk every day. It's true. Um, yeah. And you know, it's funny because, uh, it, it, it like would we be doing this if the Giants sucked? Yes, of course we would. We're we're you know we're loyal fans and uh, so not just front runner guys. But anyways, I I did want to uh, I wanted to catch your uh, background a little bit. Like tell us about you know how you became a Giants fan and all that. How long you've been doing your podcast for? Um, you know, give us the inside info. All right, uh, I co-host the torture cat the torture cast podcast with uh chad king and willie dills 
And uh, we generally recap the week that was, uh, talk about what's trending, things like that. Uh, we'll go in-depth and play highlights and talk about all the games. And then, you know, do the normal speculations that everybody does about everything else. Uh, I've been on the podcast since 20... Shoot. 2014, since the playoff run in 2014. Um, I was first a guest on that show back in... 2013 sometime and then I met the guys and then I became the good luck charm during the 2014 run and uh, I actually at the time had been doing a podcast with our very own Chris Corbett so uh, I ended up switching to torture cast full-time and uh, so that's how I've been on that and I'm a Giants fan this is you know I don't want to just keep talking but um, is yours, I'm, born my in, <laughs> I'm born and raised just just a quick summary because I guarantee you not all of you have listened to the torture cast before. Um, I'm born and raised in the Chicago area, but I grew up a Giants fan my whole life because my father's from New York. And when the Giants moved out west, my father stayed with the team because, you know, he was still young and a huge fan of one Willie Mays. And my dad passed that Giants fandom on to me uh, as a kid. Baseball to me is sacred. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm black. Well, I'm kind of a Blackhawks fan, but I'm a Chicago fan and everything else. <laughs> and I'm a Giants fan, though, for baseball. So, like, I grew up around Cubs fans. So I've always, you know, been a Giants fan. And then, you know, now that we have technology, I can watch all the games. So it, it makes life a lot easier as a Giants fan nowadays. Uh, my father never used to get the extra innings package, though, because it would keep him up at night because he still lived in the central time zone. <laughs> And he was so afraid he'd just be up every single night watching Giants baseball. And that's what I do now. You know, that's, that's <laughs> what I've done since the invention of MLB TV. And it's so that that's my little background as a Giants fan. My, my father, who, who I mentioned, I just love mentioning this fact because people will get a kick out of this. My father, who I just mentioned, passed uh, nine years ago during the uh, 2012 season. Um, his name is Barry. So when they were all chanting Barry, it was kind of a great moment. But that's <laughs> not the point of this. Um, in 2013, we scattered his ashes in McCovey Cove. So whenever you see a home run go into the Cove or a shot of the Cove, you can think, hey, how you doing, Barry? So that, that, that's where my Giants fandom comes from. And now I, I do TortureCast. I used to write a blog to AboutHits.com, but TortureCast is my main vein for Giants stuff. Great story. I, lo I love the story about um, your dad and McCovey Cove. I think that's awesome. Especially, like you said, his name is Barry, and nobody hit more uh, bombs in the McCovey Cove than Mr. Barry himself. So that's, that's Barry hey. hitting a Barry. Yeah. A lot of Barrys going on. I love yep. it. Awesome. Um, well, let's dive right into some giant stuff because um, we do have, you know, like an agenda here that we want to follow. But I did kind of want to just touch base on – you know, it's, it's August 9th. Currently, the Giants are 71-41, and four-game lead on the bums from down south. Um, you know, and I, they have a three-game lead over the Rays for the second – or for, you know, the best record in baseball. It's incredible. Um, you know, what they've been able to do, nobody – and if anybody says they were anticipating this, you're an effing liar. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I'm looking at the schedule, upcoming schedule this week – should be a very good week for the Giants. They got two against Arizona starting tomorrow after today's off day, which the bullpen desperately needs. So I'm hoping, you know, most of those guys are fresh by tomorrow. And then they have four against Colorado. And then uh, starting next week, three also at home against the Mets, who are dealing with some injuries as well. So um, going to be interesting to see what goes on this next week. I just – it's hard to, like, not – 
it's, it's, we're beyond the point where it's like, well, you know, if they do this, if that, like, no, the Giants are not a fluke. You know, they're here for a reason, the way they're built. Um, I mean, do you expect a good next week? I mean, I do. I, every week I expect a good week. I really <laughs> do now. It's crazy. I mean, but let's just look at these series that the Giants have won since the All-Star break. They took three or four in L.A. They took two of three against L.A. They took two of three against Houston. They took three of four in Arizona. That doesn't count so much. They took two of three in Milwaukee. So they have played the good best teams in baseball yeah. unbelievably well. So there's no reason to think that they won't just absolutely steamroll Arizona and Colorado this week. I think the Mets will be interesting, but they're free falling a little bit right now too. The Phillies have yeah. caught and passed them. So, I, I, I mean, why not? I expect at least a – what do we got, six games? At least a five-to-one week from the Giants. You know, I really I, – why not? At worst, four and two. At worst, yeah. four and two. And it's like, yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because I did want to touch on this real quick. You know, what they've done against the Dodgers, and, you know, that's your main competition. Take care of them head-to-head. And, you know, in recent memory they have. And then, obviously, the first-place Astros who, you know, here comes Oakland, by the way, in the ALS, like I, I anticipated they would. But – Houston Astros, very, very good team. Giants took two or three there, and that's when they got Chris Bryant on board. And then they go into Milwaukee in a series where it's kind of funny. I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but it's like the Giants could have swept that series and the Brewers could have swept that series. That's how crazy that series was. And they're the first-place team in the NL Central. So it's like, you know, now we're moving on from, you know, and this sounds petty, but I got to address it. You know, people saying, well, they haven't played anybody. Well, shut the hell up. That's taken care of now. Now, now I'm starting to see number two. Oh, the Giants are the luckiest team in baseball. What the fuck? What does that even mean? How, you, and they're what? Like second in baseball and blown saves? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Like how? How are you? How are you lucky with a 71 and 41 record? Like explain that. You you create your own luck though. You you know that as yes. an ex ball player, you create your own luck. The the whole the old adage rings true. You put the ball in play, things happen, and that's happened in the positive way for the Giants this year, which is why it leads you know old grizzled fans like me to believe there's something there this year. Because <laughs> I mean, like you don't expect uh, like. The misplay by Avisel Garcia, you just don't expect that. You know, how did that ball just carry on him, too? Weren't they inside of a dome? What pushed the ball to keep carrying on him? What what was even the factor there? Yeah. And then, like, weird stuff like that happens to, to, to magical teams. So, it really, it, it begs to me to think that this – this is a team that's going to absorb these. I mean, I'm sure we would notice those things if they were going the other way. So it's just the way luck, you know, comes out. Well, and yeah, the, but the Giants have had their share of unfair moments and like ones that have repercussions for two plus months now. I mean, like pr- great, great example is, you know, that, that really good game from, uh, you know, the Giant. it was the Cubs, right? When, when Longoria ran into Crawford. Yeah, I know the Giants ended up winning that game, but it's like, dude, you lose your starting third baseman for two plus months now like and you have to factor in injuries the Giants have had I believe the second or third most injuries or IL days I'm doing air quotes in baseball behind like the Padres and right there too are the Dodgers that just shows you how good the NL West is it's ridiculous because three three of the top four teams have had the most IL days in baseball it's incredible uh, Farhan's incredible. I mean, the, 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 <laughs> the, the stuff that he's done to mix and match in this team. That's why the Giants, he seems to have, it's funny because, yeah, people might think that um, 
the Giants are lucky, but I almost feel like Farhan takes luck out of it by them using the type of machine that they have with the players that they've built to use in this organization. So Kapler plugging and playing certain guys at certain times being part of that machine, it's all by kind of by design. I mean, when you look at the whole season that's gone on, there haven't been long winning streaks or losing streaks. You know, they put together four or five in a row wins a few times, but they have never lost more than four in a row. And they only did that once. Yeah. So it's like it's like they're almost luck proof in that sense that, you know, they, they, they keep everything close to the mean. And when you do everything slightly, you know, pretty well, you're, you're, you're going to come out ahead in those situations. And it's just going to look like it favors you. But it just happens to be in the right situations for them right now. And it's, it's beautiful. It's so much fun to watch. And I think we're at the point where it's like we can't even, we can't even explain it, but it's like, you know, they're going to go win, you know, three or four out of the next five. Like, you just you just know it. And it's, you know, that's the great thing about baseball. Some things you can't just explain or you just can't explain. They just happen. And um, I'm glad you brought up the, the machine because that's what I want to get into. That's going to be the bulk of our episode here is we want to talk about the roster. And by machine, we mean, you know, the structure that Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris have put together of, you know, this amount of depth in this organization – um, obviously they go out and they get, uh, Chris Bryant at the deadline prototypical, you know, like Farhan type guy, uh, Rob said it on the last podcast after, um, the giants went out and got him and said like, if Farhan went into a lab and built a baseball player, it's, it's Chris Bryant. And I was just like, that's a great way to put it. And then he goes and gets, and I always admit when I'm wrong and I am totally fine with that, especially when it benefits what I'm talking about. I was not crazy about going and get Tony Watson, especially, you know, I know we're giving up some, you know, not big names for him. Um, but I thought we could have got him for less, but it doesn't matter because Tony Watson's come in and he's been fantastic. And I think he's pitched in four games for the giants. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he's been good and he's been pitching in big spots. Um, so Farhan just strikes gold again. And so what we want to talk about is first off, we're going to talk about the returns because, you know, of course they go out and get a Chris Bryant and then a Tony Watson, but they didn't, you know, quantity wise, it's not like they went out and got a bunch of dudes. That's because they already have the dudes here. And, you know, at the time that went down, Brandon Belt, Tommy LaStella, Evan Longoria, Reyes Maranta, all were not, you know, healthy yet playing with the big club. Well, we have Brandon Belt back and we have Tommy LaStella back. Um, and I'll get into their numbers in a little bit, but Eric, like, talk about what the impact, Brandon Belt especially, but Tommy Lasello as well, like what they've meant to this team in the last week since they came back. Well, they've been able to lengthen the lineup a little bit more for these Giants. Um, you'll, you'll notice uh, Bryant gets moved all over the place. Belt is a great compliment to him uh, in that way because Belt gets moved all over the lineup uh, when they're facing a right-handed starter. Uh, you know, it just, it adds more depth, not only to the starting players, but to the bench. I mean, look at who they've had the option lately. Tyro Estrada just got optioned when, I mean, who's the backup shortstop? Donovan Solano is suddenly, uh, you know, getting Donovan Solano, uh, I believe leads the team in plate appearances. Oh, he's second in plate appearances since the all-star break. And he shouldn't be second on the team in plate appearances. So that's what a Brandon belt coming back adds. That's what an Evan Longoria, hopefully coming back soon adds is to take some of those at bats away. I mean, not that Donnie's been bad, but he, he shouldn't be getting as many at bats. Yeah. He's been pretty good actually yeah. that, I mean, he's a bad example in the sense that he's hit 319 <laughs> during that time, but <laughs> 
I mean, Wilmer Flores is another one. I mean, it's just think about the depth. We just named a bunch of. I just named off a bunch of starters. Belt, Longoria, Listella is another one who gives them flexibility. Uh, he's a left-handed, left-handed hitting second baseman, so he can platoon with Donnie Barrels if he needs to. He can play first base as well as probably roam the outfield if need be. But I think KB's got that covered now. You know, Absolutely. So. It, it's just, it's more, Listella belts an old piece of the puzzle. So it's just good to see the slugging type belt back already so far. But Listella is a, a piece, perfect piece in the machine of Farhan Zaidi as well. Versatile, can play all over the field, and seems to be able to hit righties and lefties. And, and these are two guys that are great examples of addition by, you know, you know they're already here. Um, interior edition if that makes sense i guess like they didn't have to you know waste any pieces to go out and get pieces they were already coming back that's why they didn't make a ton of moves at the deadline and like you said brandon belt he's been fantastic i'm i'm very critical of brandon belt but man if he can continue to do this i know he's very streaky but um i can't complain at all i mean 15 plate appearances in his four games back five hits four of those leave the yard um and seven rbis and he's walked a couple of times which we know he's great at but the thing too i like the thing i was excited most about getting brandon belt back was we need some stability like at first base defensively because we've seen some questionable plays from lamont wade um from darren ruff obviously we haven't I, we haven't really seen wilmer flores there in a while uh, because he's not fantastic over there either so i think it's it's nice that we're getting um, a great glove and Brandon Belt back over at first base. That's just as big as having his bat back. Um, oh, but also, you can tell Crawford missed having Belt during the times that Belt's been away because Crawford sure. would make some wild, wildish throws that Belt would usually suck up. Yeah, and it would get away from Wade or Ruff a little easier. That's a good point too. Um, but yeah, and then Tommy Listella, you know, you you kind of touched on it that platoon piece with Donovan Solano at second base. We haven't had that that left-handed platoon piece infield bat really you know Vossler's gotten his Jason Vossler's gotten his chances but he's been up and down probably a little more down than up um, but now you're getting a consistent piece where you can bat Tommy Lastella lead off two hole they batted him um, eight yesterday against Milwaukee um, I know he came back and he was two for two with two walks and was huge in that um, third of the fourth game series against Arizona um, he had a pretty quiet weekend in Milwaukee but I mean, besides besides the one play on Saturday where he hit the ball a mile high to right, and like you said, Garcia can track it. So good job, Tommy. Thank you for that. Um, but you know, having a guy that doesn't panic when there's two strikes um, and is willing to take pitches and work work counts, uh, he's he is just a true professional at bat. And I know that's an overused term, but um, love seeing Tommy Lastella at the plate. And yeah, he's pretty reliable at second base too. One walk and 18 plate appearances. I mean, sorry, one strikeout and 18 plate yeah. appearances since he's come back. Uh, so I went the opposite direction there. So, you know, it he, goes he back to the point that. of putting the ball in play, though, like you said. Right. I mean, put the ball in play in, in a prime example, the Garcia play. Put the ball in play, you know, even professionals make mistakes at times. And that's exactly what happened. So. I, I mean, the Giants' biggest struggle lately has been hitting with runners in scoring position. And what have they done a better job at uh, since these guys have started coming back? They've done a better job at hitting with runners in scoring yep. position. Capitalizing with guys on, and it's huge. Um, yep. Now let's get to guys we'll be anticipating on coming back pretty soon. And then we're going to talk about – I want to go into, you know, who this affects. Because 
obviously we already saw um if i can pull up my handy dandy notes here um you know yesterday uh before the game we saw the giants bring up john brevia because they needed an extra arm they didn't even use him which is fine (laughs) i guess because he has been uh you know kind of adventurous out there and that's me being pc about it but you saw a guy who's been really good for the Giants, especially at the plate, and showing defensive versatility in Tyro Estrada, who they sent down to Sacramento. I'm pretty sure and certain that we will see him again at some point um, in San Francisco, and I hope so because I enjoy watching Tyro Estrada play. Um, and then also yesterday they DFA'd Aaron Sanchez, um, who has had been decent ever since he got come back up, and yesterday he got the uh, – the uh, start and then he he also had you know a couple of uh, appearances out of the bullpen where for the most part he looked pretty effective I know he was thrown in the low 90s but like do you do you think Aaron Sanchez clears waivers I don't I think somebody goes and picks him up I definitely do and I think that's why uh, Farhan just signed what three pitchers over the last like three days something like yeah. that I know Tyler Chatwood was one of them I can't remember who the other two were Matt but, Shoemaker uh, I mean, and uh, Logan and Dudrick. Oh, okay. So I was right. It wasn't exactly three. I wasn't even sure on the number, but that's, you know, poor Aaron Sanchez got caught as being part of the machine, but if he can go, you know, catch on somewhere, go, go make your money, get some starts and try to make some money for next season. You know, good for him. The giants gave him a good platform, but if he clears waivers, he'll probably do like everybody else does and be like, yeah, I'll go to Sacramento. That's cool. You guys have something. So I'll totally go to Sacramento. Totally agree with that. Um, The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. But let's let's okay, so let's get back to who is gonna be possibly coming back soon. Let's start with the big one, Eva Longoria. Obviously, he is um a, still a pretty damn good third baseman defensively, guy that can fit right back into the middle of the lineup. And um, he's just a pure RBI guy. He just drives in, drives and runs, and he's good against left-handed pitching. Um, something that the Giants desperately want uh, because, you know, before they picked up Chris Bryant uh, last week, you know, oddly enough, this was a team that hit left-handed pitching really well last year, and, but has not this year. And so they go get a Bryant who can be in the bulk of that lineup and hit lefties. Now you're getting Evan Longoria back soon, who has already played in three games for Sacramento. I'm not sure if he's in the lineup tonight, but he has 10 um, at bats already. So, you know, Evan Longoria could be up, you know, 
in the next few days, possibly, for the San Francisco Giants. And, man, it would be nice getting him back at their base. That's what I'm hoping to see, that he'll come back. And it just continues the roster churn and the roster crunch that the Giants are going to have to go through. Like, in, in preparation for sitting down to do this, I've been looking at the roster on and off all day, trying to figure out where they're going to fit getting these guys back there's con contributions there's uh contributions coming from all over the place and it's really hard to be like well sorry lamont wade jr you know thank you for getting all those great hits at the end of the games but we got to send you back to sacramento for a little bit like how do you even <laughs> justify doing something like that you know but you you have to it's really it's amazing that longoria and he needs to come back and pretty much along goes another thing that'll help with the left-handed you know uh, the left-handed pitching, he'll he'll definitely come in because I'm sure his splits. I don't I don't have him in front of me, but I'm sure Longo's splits are very f heavy in favor of facing left-handed pitching. You know, so with the addition of KB now, he has he can move all of the diamond, but it causes one more guy to get squeezed out, and I don't think we expected that when uh, the Giants went out and got somebody because, you know, like Rob said, they got the perfect guy for Farhan. They got Chris Bryant who can play anywhere at any time and pretty much hit anywhere at any time. Yeah. Evan Longoria, 27 games this year against left-handed pitching, 44 at-bats. He's hitting 364 with five home runs, 12 RBIs, um, 11 walks, only seven strikeouts. So, yeah, Evan Longoria is going to be nice to freaking have back against left-handed pitching. He just yeah. singled on a line drive to center fielder. So, he just singled in the bottom of the first in Sacramento. There you go. Hey, I, so – it, it, you know what, Let, let's get to Maranta, and then we're going to talk about, you know, like who else this affects. Because, you know, the other guy in Sacramento, Reyes Maranta, um, who, you know, a lot of people were anxious to get this guy uh, back off of injury from last year, um, possible closer piece. Uh, I, he started off the season. His numbers weren't bad, actually. He pitched in four games. He gave up, like, one earned run. Um, but there was a significant, like, sign, like, that he wasn't healthy. I mean, he was throwing, like, 90 to 92. This is a guy that usually was throwing 97, 99. Um, you know, they said, hey, go down, get healthy, rehab. Now he's rehabbing. I'm hoping that he can be up soon because he's been really good in, in Sacramento. He's been in seven games. He's even started two. Um, six innings pitched, a 1.5 ERA. And I've also seen some video – He's throwing 95 to 97. So that's very, very good wow. news. Um, so Reyes Maranta could be back up uh, soon as well. Um, so, I mean, let, I, we can just combine them. So, I mean, you know, this team already having a great season, um, but we're still getting more pieces back at this point. We'll be getting Evan Longoria back soon and Reyes Maranta. Now let's talk about like who this affects and I'll, I'll kind of let you start and then um, I can, I can jump in on it. So let's say, let's say Evan Longoria comes back on Thursday for the start of the Rocky series. Um, I, it may be a little early, but let's, let's just role play for a little bit. So he comes back Thursday for the Rockies who gets sent down. Oh, man, Jesus. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the <laughs> roster. And it's just, I mean, do we see a DL stint coming up for somebody like Wilmer or do we, I mean, other than that, Austin Slater, I mean, he's a possibility to get sent down, I guess, um, because Longo takes third and that moves Bryant pretty much to the outfield full time. Yeah. You know, Lamont Wade Jr. is the only other choice. I hate to say it. That's kind of why I used him as an example earlier. 
he he is. I mean, those. I well, think those are your three options. Well, let's let's okay. So let's look at the outfield options here because we have we can kind of rule out Alex Dickerson getting sent down because he's already surpassed his five plus years of service. He would have to accept the option. He does have one, but he would have to accept it to go down to Sacramento. Let's be realistic. That's probably not going to happen. Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff is just playing stupid uh, the last few weeks. He can't. Even, I'm not considering him an option. Um, you know, but the other ones are realistic. I and I've said it too, and I've gotten some criticism. But like you know, he has options, and you know, has he overperformed what we all thought? Absolutely. But Lamont Wade could absolutely be sent down here. Um, Austin Slater, and but they both have different things. You know, Lamont Wade is the right-handed hitting. Uh, or the left-handed hitting guy that has done, you know, 98% of his damage against uh, right-handed pitching. Austin Slater is quite the opposite. Doesn't do much against right-handed hitting um, or pitching, but does fairly well against left-handed pitching. And then, yeah, I mean, you look at the infield, could we see um, Wilmer Flores possibly? Because he is, he looks like he's sore like every other game. All the time. When he, I, he moves like an old man just I know, all the time. I know. The, here's the benefit of Wilmer going on the IL is we wouldn't have to option anybody. Um, right. And we can just replace him with Evan Longoria. The, the bad thing is, um, is that Wilmer's, you know, provided some good pop this year. He's got 14 home runs. I think he has like 39, 40 RBIs. So I would think though, I'm going to just think straight up. Evan Longoria is a right-handed bat. He plays well against left-handed pitching. And that's, you know, that's Austin Slater's, kind of uh attributes so um i would think maybe slater's the odd man out and he he gets sent down to sacramento and uh, maybe he gets going and he can come back up in september possibly when you know the rosters expand to 28 which i'm not a fan of that but um <laughs> like I mean, it really doesn't 30? do anything you know like, can we go back to 30 yeah and you gotta assume like one of those is probably gonna be joey bart i mean because they're gonna want to add the catcher the depth and the season in sack will be pretty much done so I'm going to say when Longoria comes up, it's Slater. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's Slater too. If Longoria were a left-handed bat, I think it would be Wade. I, yes. I really think that that's what it comes down to. Uh, and if you're going to replace one in the lineup with the other, that's what you got to do. So I think Longo coming back probably pushes Slater back down to the minors. It's a shame. I mean, it, 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 it just sucks that that good of a piece of the puzzle. And Slater's had his moments. It's just not going to be able to – to stick and stay, but I mean, he's like the one guy, has he been sent down at all this year, Slater? No, he's been up the whole year. I know he was hurt okay. for a little bit and missed some time, but he has never been down in Sacramento. Well, then it's his turn. You know, it, it really kind of is. And, and so I could see him, him getting in line. I agree with you there. I think it's going to be Slater. Well, and you remember too, I mean, when the, um, what should we call it? When, when the Giants sent down Wade while he was actually playing well, um, I think that was what in was it late June? It was like right before the All Star break. I feel like something like that. Um, yeah. And he went down, continued to play well, and then came back up. And it's like he didn't skip a beat. So it's not the end of the world. Um, but obviously, you know, Austin Slater overall has been a little bit of a letdown after a very promising, um, you know, sixty game season last year where he hit like two eighty two, and really destroyed left handed pitching. Hi, Clayton Kershaw. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I thought he was going to lead the team in home runs this year. I thought Slater was ready to break out. He has the power to, 
Um, it's just, you know, getting the bat on the ball. I know that sounds simple, but you understand that as much as I do. So, so yeah, so it sounds like we agree when Longoria is back, uh, maybe if, if it's not a, you know, uh, a phantom IL stint, you know, maybe it's, it's, uh, Austin Slater, but then we look at Reyes Maranta and I have the roster in front of me. Now, John Brevy got set back down today. Um, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, let's see, we have. So, so they, they haven't actually, made a corresponding move? That is correct. Um, I do wonder though too, and I, I have been asking for, I have been asking for Curving Castro to get a shot. But, um, you know, off day to day, I'm assuming we're going to hear who gets pulled up tomorrow. I wonder who pitches tonight in Sacramento because um, hmm. Castro could pitch. You know, maybe Maranta's pitching again. I'm not sure. Um, but it sounds like, you know, they don't even have to make a move. If, if, if it's Maranta, then we don't have to worry about it. But say that they bring up someone else tomorrow, but Reyes Maranta comes back next week. I mean, I feel like there's only one name on here that sticks out. And it's like, it's got to be him because he started off great a couple weeks ago when he came up, and now he's kind of faltered a little oh. bit. And to me, it's Jay Jackson. I knew this where you're going. I was like, "Oh no, the shines worn off on him." I know, and I hate saying that, but he he has two options. His service time surprisingly is, um, you know, it's fairly low because he's been he's been a journeyman. He's been in the minor leagues most of his career. So, um, I just feel like that's an e- that's kind of an easy one. If it's not Maranta tomorrow, um, it's gonna be you know Jay Jackson going. I feel like he's just the next arm out of San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm looking at the numbers. I, I thought Zach Littell maybe, but he's actually turned it around and been pretty good lately. And they um, just brought him back too. Yeah, that's true. So that they're not gonna Jay Jackson is an on man out. Yeah, Brebbia would have been anyways. You know, the, these bullpen guys, it's been tough to like stay uh, up with the club, some of these bullpen guys like the Brevia. So it would make sense for Jackson to be the next guy out. That sucks because I really enjoyed watching him at first. He seemed to be what yeah. Whistler was supposed to be. And then exactly. And I said that too, because he doesn't, he doesn't throw the slider 85% of the time like Whistler does, but he throws it probably like 60% of the time. So you're going to see a slider a good amount of time. And then he's going to come at you with like a, a mid nineties fastball, like 94 to 96. Um, he has good stuff. Uh, I just think he's, you know, he's, he's been hit a little hard um, a few times, but I, definitely another guy. And this is a good problem to have. I mean, we keep telling about it. Like yeah. the giants have a good depth problem. Jay Jackson could get sent down. And definitely if someone goes down, he's, a reliable option that could come up. And I mean, it same goes for Brebbia. Brebbia hasn't been that great. Trust me, but we know that the stuff's there um, in the past and he has shown some signs this year of like, okay, like he looks pretty good. Um, but giants have plenty of bullpen options if you really think about it. So if you can add a Maranta up soon and you know, you added a Tony Watson to this mix, you got Tyler Rogers in the eighth, Jake McGee is, Freaking A, man. Jake McGee's been really good in the ninth, closing yeah. out games for saves. So, um, I said before the season, I thought this would be a top eight to ten bullpen. They have delivered um, overall. Have they had their scuffs? Yes. But overall, this has been a very good bullpen. So, um, you agree, though, it's, Jay Jackson's probably the odd man out? 
if Maranta comes yeah, back. Yeah, he is if if Maranta comes back. We also got to consider Disco's got to come back, uh, I believe, later this week. Um, if Sanchez had the start that he was supposed to have the other day, that means that his 10 days are almost up. So there's going to have to be even more movement in the bullpen as far as guys getting set down. So there is a possibility that somebody like a Littell could also be on the move. Uh, yeah, Discafani got put on the IL on the fourth, so we're five days in. So another five days, and he, and, and, and there wasn't any like serious injury there, just a fatigued shoulder, which means hey, they're just giving him rest. Um, yep. So hopefully he's resting up and he'll be uh, fresh, ready to go next week. So uh, it's just, it's more you know roster. It's it's really hard with this. Loopholes. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I love that they did it too, uh, that they just said, you know what? He's tired. We're going to shut him down for a little bit. It's just, yeah. it's, a, I've never paid attention to the roster so much in my life. I don't know about you, but like I used to be able to name off the roster off the top of my head pretty much because it was the same roster every day throughout the season. You know, for the first, this team, it's a completely different thing. We are talking about 30, where is it? 51 different players already have played for the Giants this season. That's just a ridiculous number. There are years, full years that they didn't have that happen. And, you know, pretty much each one of them has contributed in some way, except for, you know, like, uh, yeah, everybody has. So it's, <laughs> it's really kind of amazing. I don't want to single anybody out. <laughs> no, out there. But it's like, it's, it's like you could, it sounds cheesy, but you can almost imagine putting a puzzle in front of Farhan and he's just like, you can just imagine maneuvering pieces and he's not afraid to make moves. He's not afraid to – hey, it, it, it's like I said, the whole loophole thing. Like prime example was back in – I think it was like late April. He put Logan Webb and Jake McGee on the COVID IL because they were having like vaccination or vaccine symptoms. So that bought them like, it, hey, we're not going to pitch you anyways these next couple of days. So let's put you there. Let's bring up two fresh guys instead of, you know, just keeping you in the bullpen, even though you're probably not going to pitch. And it just, it's, he's, I swear the dude never sleeps. He's like constantly, you know, just thinking like, what can I do to make this team better? And, you know, I know we're going full circle here because you talked about Gabe Kapler at the beginning of the show. Like Gabe Kapler is probably the runaway candidate for NL manager of the year. And Farhan Zaidia is probably the runaway candidate for executive of the year. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Without question, especially because let's look at what the giants are. They're a team that leads the entire major leagues and home runs. I don't know where I saw this stat. I don't know if it was shared in our thing. They lead the league in home runs, but their leading home run hitter would only wouldn't, lead many teams in baseball they'd be like the 20th or 22nd best you know leader of a team out of the 30 teams which is ridiculous to think about how how much is spread around and it's just it's the perfect example of that kind of a thing that it is all you know they they are runaway uh in in the lead for that i can't even see if a philly surge does anything for them i mean the giants are the surprise of baseball and they've been getting the national love too and that's been really nice to see uh i i feel like they've uh, been talking to uh they've been getting talked up and you know all the polls and all the power rankings i know you guys do power rankings here too <laughs> they all have the giants back at first again it really kind of it didn't irk me last week it was just annoying it was like everybody threw the dodgers up top because of their I trades saw that. I saw that. but they forgot about the fact that the giants took two or three from the dodgers and two or three from the astros literally the second and third best team in baseball 
how are you going to knock them out of the number one perch in a, in a week that they did that? So it was nice. To you see know why? Because we're talking about it right now. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> they, That's they want 100% to, true. They want people to click. They want people to discuss. They want people to fight and argue. And uh, yeah, that's absolutely right. But to go off your home run point, because I, I think I saw that earlier as well. Um, it's such an intriguing stat because, yeah, there. but there are nine guys with – or wait, nine or eight. There are eight Giants players with double digits and home runs. Crawford and Yaz have 18. Belt has 15 and has missed a significant amount of time. Flores has 14. Posey, 13. Ruff, 13. Uh Wade, 13. Dickerson, 12. Longoria has nine, but he, he would probably be at 15, 16 plus right now if he never went down. And then even a Slater has nine. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, the power that this team has is incredible. 169 nice home runs. Uh, just, it's crazy. They And, you know, we see a lot of live by and die by the home run, but they're doing a lot more living than dying, my friend. Right. I mean, it's working. It's really hard to argue with the formula that's going on right now. It's really, it's a joy to be a Giants fan and just watch stuff unfold right now. It really is. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen every day and we're not like biting our nails. Oh no, something bad's going to happen. We're kind of like, all right, cool. Let's see what they come up with for today. It's, it's, it's really, it's made this season enjoyable. Like I thought Chris Bryant was a possibility. I've been talking that trade up for the whole month leading up to the deadline. And I didn't think they'd actually pull the trigger. Cause like Rob, I agree. He's the perfect Farhan guy. I, you know, I was hoping he'd come here as a free agent and they got him early. And, and it just, it's just one of those things where aside from not getting a starting pitcher, Farhan did the right thing because all the guys we talked about today coming back are those trades that they didn't make. Exactly. Yeah. And it goes back to the point of what we said earlier. They didn't have to make a ton of trades because they have so many pieces coming back internally that there's no reason to panic, you know, address a little bullpen. They did glad they did Tony Watson. I love you, man. And, um, and I have, I, I've been a, I was a Tony Watson fan when he was here. I just wasn't a fan of it when it went down last week of how he came back or whatever. But you know what? I, like I said, I admit when I'm wrong, he's been great. And then obviously Chris Bryant's been Chris Bryant. Um, I just love that a guy can hit two or five or four and can play, you know, four or five different positions. It's awesome. And he is, he's just a perfect far on fit. Um, you know, so Eric, man, thanks for that. Sparkle, sorry. Well, he does have beautiful blue eyes. That's very. He true. does. His um, eyes sparkle. We've called him Sparkle Eyes in my household. My wife's a Cubs fan, so we, we've called him Sparkle Eyes in our household for you know since the moment he came up. <laughs> he poor Brandon Crawford. You know, Chris Bryant is now the most handsome man on the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> you know, we're worrying about that in early August. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> right. It's the best. Eric, man, thanks for coming on, man. I've been wanting to get you on, and um, we'll have to have you on the Say Hey podcast again soon. Don't forget, um, listen to TortureCast. Um, you know, follow him on Twitter, at Two Out, two out Hits. So, uh, Eric, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. I'm always down to talk Giants ball. Absolutely. Go Giants. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.